Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome. We're here and we're going to be celebrating Christmas a little early and we're so excited to have everybody here tonight and we have our Christmas tree in the back wishing you Merry Christmas with a little gift for you to get a decoration to put on your tree so you'll never forget us and we're excited for everybody to get here and now if everybody will grab a seat we're going to ask you to open up your Bibles if you have one. If not, you don't have to. Um, but if we're going to be reading our Bibles tonight, so you uh, can get warning. We're thrilled to have everybody here, but we want to open up with prayer. We want to sing and give praises to the Lord. But let me first open up with Scripture before I pray. Isaiah. Let's turn to Isaiah. Isaiah is an awesome place to go. If you've never read the book of Isaiah, that is an awesome book that the Lord has always spoken to me in Isaiah. So I love it, and uh, I can read, I could give you many promises that the Lord has given me in Isaiah. In Isaiah, we're going to chapter 7, and we're going to go to verse 14. And I'm going to let everybody flip to it, and then you're going to hear you flipping. So I'll wait a couple of minutes. And the rest of you are not flipping because you're just doing it quickly on your phone, so I know that. I, I have it on my phone. I have, a, I have a lot of Bibles, and then I have my phone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm covered. All right, Isaiah 7:14. It says, "Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel." And that is right there the beginning before God had planned Jesus being born in the Old Testament. It was prophetic, and I just want you to understand that God is in control and knows what was before, what, when you guys got married. He knew whether you married the right man or the right woman, if you prayed or if you were not even a believer. He knew everything about you because he was right there at Psalm 139 with you in the womb when you were conceived. So God is wanting to say to you, I am with you. I know everything about you. I know everything about your husband or wife. And I want you to trust me. I want you to believe that I know what is going to happen even before you do. And this is what this is showing in Isaiah. Now flip over to Isaiah chapter 9, which is another awesome two scriptures I want you to know about. And it says, you flipped, 
9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Regardless of where you are tonight, and I want you to keep this scripture, this one scripture in your, you know, memorize it. We already had it as our, for already in our uh, memorizing scriptures for this month was the scripture because I want you to know that we've got to understand who we are in Christ. And we have to understand that God is the greatest counselor we could ever have. He's the mighty God. He's the creator of the heaven and the earth, the everlasting Father. And if you need peace, ask God to give you the peace that is beyond understanding. Peace. And Jesus says, I give you peace. Does he not? So we're going to sing songs about Christmas tonight. We're going to be praising the Lord because the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, has been born. And because the scripture's been fulfilled. It's been fulfilled. And when Isaiah is now fulfilled now. And because Jesus Christ is Lord, because he, he was born, he was, uh, went and ministered, did miracles. And then he was willing to die on the cross, even though he went to the garden and said, not my, my will, but your will be done. That's what we got to pray. Lord, not my will, your will be done in this marriage and your timing of getting our marriage restored. And will you trust him? Because we've got to trust the Lord. And we're going to be talking about it tonight, but we want you to be blessed and enjoy Christmas. I know the pain, the sorrow, the hurt, and all that you want and what you don't have maybe right now through this Christmas. But I want you to celebrate Christmas because the Lord has saved you, he's touched you, he's, they brought you here. And if you don't know the Lord, he loves you enough that he, you found us, that we believe in God does miracles of all sorts, sizes, and kinds. He's a miracle-working God. So I am praying that you will enjoy Christmas, but you will also enjoy tonight and celebrate and learn more. So we're just going to then give you one last scripture John 3.16. Now, if you don't know that one, you should. But let me end with this because we have to understand how Christmas is so powerful. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. That means your spouse, your family, your loved ones, co-workers, anybody that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. May we pray, all of us collectively, faithfully, for the next few weeks for all the ones that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ personally, Pray for millions to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ around the world and imagine what God would be saying. That's my children praying for a breakthrough. Let's 
pray the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we just praise you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for these three scriptures that are so powerful, even before we start teaching. And may we understand that you are in control and that you sent your only son to die on the cross. But he had to have his birthday. And we are going to celebrate this birthday with everyone else praising the even in the midst of our circumstances. Oh, Lord God, we just give you the praise and the glory that you are in control of each and every circumstance and each and every crisis and every miracle. And we just pray that you will move the mountains and melt them um, like wax and, and just shrink them up like a molehill. And we will just give you the praise and the glory of what you're going to be doing throughout this month and through the new year. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's stand up. Let's worship the Lord.
like those Christmas songs? Have you been listening to them since like November 12th? (laughs) Some of the radio stations started really early with their Christmas music. Well, welcome to Rejoice Pompano. I'm Lori um, Steinkamp Lassen. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter. And so we are thrilled that you are here. Um, Welcome to those that are watching on Periscope. We have people that are tuned in watching on Periscope Live and then people that will be able to watch on Periscope. Does anybody have Periscope yet? Ladies and gentlemen, let's get with it. Okay, Periscope is an app. Periscope is an app, and it's dangerous, but it's an app. (laughs) Somebody was just telling me tonight, like, everybody's on Periscope. But it is an app that you can get, and people can live broadcast. So we're live broadcasting to people on Periscope. So when you go back to Australia, where's my Australian friend? When he goes back to Australia, he can still watch us on Periscope. It won't be live, though, because I think it's the middle of your night right now, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it'll be there when you wake up. So anyhow, hello to our Periscope people. Um, I just want to remind you there is ornaments in the back. If you did not get to um, pick out an ornament, help yourself. Um, I also wanted to let you know that we have got the Bible reading calendars Um, back in stock. They come every year. And so if you like to read through the Bible, this is a great way to do it. It um, is broken down like a calendar every month. And every day there's four readings that come from various places in the Bible. So it's not maybe sometimes reading Genesis to Revelation can get a little monotonous through some of the places where there's four million names, but this breaks it up. So you have like a Proverbs every day and then three other passages to read every day. But this is um, back in the back, $5 on sale for those of you at Rejoice Pompano. Um, I also wanted to let you know we have this CD that just came out, Rooted in Love. Has anybody picked this up yet? Because we advertised it online. Okay, you guys need this CD. Because how many of you like to hear testimonies from other couples? All right, I hope 100% of the hands would go up. Let me tell you why. This, first of all, this is a testimony from Greg and Missy, and they spoke at two of our conferences, um, but we had the chance to sit down with them in Texas, actually, and recorded a very long testimony with them. And it talks about um, what their life was like when Greg left, which seemed perfect, seemed fine, and all of a sudden Greg decided he was done. And um, he got involved with another person, 
and had a child with that other person. And so it goes through what happened. And so it's very good. And about how Greg came home, he shares, he didn't come home ready and willing to work on their marriage. He kind of just came home like, I know I'm supposed to be here and let's figure this out. So when that happens, we have a heckler again. Every month, a heckler. We're gonna have to get her thrown out. <laughs> no, don't turn her on. <laughs> so he came home out of obedience, which may happen. Like they may not come home with bells and whistles on. So that's okay, they're home. So anyhow, this is a good CD. So this is in the back. It's called Rooted in Love. You need this. Now, for those of you that didn't raise your hand because you're not excited about having a testimony CD, we hear from people that say, like, on Saturdays and the Charlene Cares, and I know everybody reads, Charlene Cares on Saturdays is full of what? Testimonies. Testimonies. And sometimes people say, I delete that because I cannot stand to see what God is doing in everybody else's life but not mine. Listen to me. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> you know why? Because if he do it, did it for them, he'll do it for you. So don't ever skip over the testimonies or not listen to things like this that are going to give you encouragement because you want to know that your God is real. You want to know that he can answer prayers and that he can do things. So when you read those, every testimony, you say, God, I know you can do that for me. God, I know you can do that for me. God, you can do that in my house. So don't, don't avoid these testimonies. Okay, I'm done yelling at you. <laughs> Okay, I also want to tell you, we have got some Christmas items that are, they're a little old because they include my dad, but that's okay. They are no less valuable because my dad started these Christmas things because he knew how hard the Christmases are. They're hard for you, and guess who else they're hard for? Your prodigal. Still with the heckling over here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're hard for your prodigal. And I know that on the surface, it may seem like it's not hard for him or it's not hard for her because they're happy. Their life is going perfect. They have this fancy new car and new job and they're wearing pink shirts as my dad started wearing when he was out in the far country, which was crazy for him. But the surface is not always the truth. So Christmas may be hard for your prodigal, and that's okay. We want them to feel a little bit of uncomfortableness out there in the pig pen. So these are two books, The 12 Days of Thoughts on Being Alone Yet Loved During the Holidays, written by my dad, which is a fantastic book, and Hack, um, The Story of a Fallen Shepherd. Now, this one is a fiction-based, there's a word for it, and I can't think of it right now. It's fiction but it's based on real people. So it's loosely, loosely based on them. But those are two great books. We also have the CD, Celebrate the Holidays, Lord, Free My Prodigal, which talks about the Christmas story and how it relates to your prodigal, and a Christmas story, a story of obedience. So there's a lot of Christmas things. So if you are dreading the 25th of December, just stock up and you will have something to do that day, okay? And you can read the testimonies the next day because it'll be Saturday. So you'll be all set. Um, I also wanted to find out who has got a birthday or anniversary in the month of December. Okay, we're going to start in the front this month. So what birthday or anniversary and what date? Saturday. 23rd. Oh, 12th. Okay, is it your birthday or anniversary? 
23-year anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. Okay, who else raised their hand on this side? Deanne? December 12th? December what? 30th. Okay, that's my daughter's birthday. That's a good day. <laughs> okay, happy birthday and happy anniversary. Oh, coming back up front. Happy anniversary, December 28th. Okay, who else had their hand up? Yes. Happy anniversary. Okay. Dave? Happy birthday. Okay, right in the back. Happy birthday. Okay, did I get everybody on this side? Okay, this side. Starting in the front, yes. Happy birthday. Okay, anybody else on this side? Yes. Also December 14th. There you go. Well, happy birthday. Okay, did, did I get everyone? My birthday is December 17th. So I can relate to you December babies that <laughs> I always guilt my mom and say she would just pull a gift from under the tree and say, oh, happy birthday. Here you go. <laughs> she didn't do that, but... And then I said, I'm never having kids in the month of December, and I had a child in December. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, happy birthday, happy anniversary. Our gift to you is a free item from the bookstore. So, I just gave you a lot of good options. So, you guys that have birthdays and anniversaries, stop back there, and you can um, pick up a free gift. In front of you, you also have a little gift from us, um, the names of God, like in the shape of a Christmas tree, and we have some extras of those. So if you think you know of a friend or somebody that would like to have one of those, you can grab one um, off the back table. And those of you on Periscope, I'm sorry, but I can't mail them. So... <laughs> Don't email me tomorrow with 400 emails. Um, we're going to just do a couple testimonies. I think Beverly asked some of you when she caught you when you were registering if you had something that has happened over the past month um, or over Thanksgiving maybe that you just want to praise the Lord about. I know Coney, which I don't see Coney, way in the back. Coney, come on and make your way up here. And then we'll have, if there's a couple more that want to follow him, will you come up now and line up now so we can watch our time? And um, just give a one or two minute testimony about what God's been doing. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'm not going up there, then get up right now before you even have time to think about it. Don't be nervous. Just stand up and do it. <laughs> am I talking to you? I am talking to you, right? Come up here if you want to do it. <laughs> All right. Do a great job. I, we are so blessed to have Lori. She does a great, great job. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Anyway, um, my name is Coney. Like Coney Island. Anyway, um, God is infinitely amazing. Um, I have a password at work, which is a combination of letters and numbers. And um, I uh, uh, had to reset a password with a, a company that... Uh, Oh, uh, I invested a little money, so they sent me a reset password, okay? And um, there's, uh, like I said, it's a combination of letters and numbers, and it was the exact password uh, which deals with the uh, restoration of my wife and 
uh, my marriage was the same exact password, seven characters in the exact order. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I go, when I read it, I go, wait a second, uh, is this a dream? <laughs> you know, I was like, so. Uh, Nothing is impossible. Yeah, and it's really interesting because, uh, well, anyway, that's interesting enough. But um, anyway, and then uh, I have something uh, to just real briefly to share with all of you. Uh, an unbelieving that Charlene said, uh, you know, for miracles this month, okay? But anyway, um, there's a scripture, Romans 8:32. It says, he, that's God the Father, that spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Mm. Now, our spouse is a very, very special thing. And, and, um, and God, uh, Jesus says, uh, you know, to have faith. Well, we just need a little faith. I used to think, uh, you know, if the circumstance was like monumental, we got to have this tremendous faith. Now, God just uh, requires a, a little bit of faith, okay? And he can move a mountain. Amen. So, um, Mustard seed. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's all. So, uh, God be the glory. So, so thank you, that's Jesus. That's all. That's one. One of those would have been good. Did we have more than one or just one? Okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do next is we're going to do our prayer circles. And uh, Petrus is from Australia, and uh, he came over to see family members and made a special trip to stop in Miami to come up and see us. So we've, he has got a, a group that is just starting to meet in their city, and they wanted to be different in Australia. And I asked him if he wanted to speak, and he said no. So I'm speaking for him. Um, but anyway, what they did is they said, we're not, we're not even going to do it in the church. We're going to do it in the library, not to make it to be religious and chase anybody away that wants to pray for their marriage. So they're just starting it, and he wanted to uh, come see his brother up north and then wanted to see us and see how we do it. So I told him prayer and is to get a couple to be with the women and all of these different things we talked about yesterday, but also he'll find out about now what we do with praying. We want to, there's new people here. I'm thrilled to meet you, and, and if I haven't met you, I'm thrilled for you coming tonight, and uh, we're thrilled to have you tonight because tonight is special because we're celebrating the Lord's birthday, and um, so we want you to be sure to get your, if you have a tree, if you have an ornament, want an ornament, they're in the back, just to remind you for the last time. But what we're going to do, prayer circles, and what we're going to do with the prayer circles is we're going to get two or three women or two or three men or a group of men all go over in the corner, whatever you want to do on men. But we want to pray men with men, women with women. And what we do is we pray ourselves for our most urgent need. So all you do is just say your name and say, I'm Charlene, and everybody says their first name, and then they pray for one starts, the second start, and the third start. Pray for your most urgent need. 
and then we're going to come back and sing um, a song and go into our teaching tonight. So I believe we need to pray for a breakthrough, and we need to pray more and more and more. So we're going to pray for what your most urgent need is. Your most urgent need may be for your husband or wife to come home this Christmas. That may be your deepest heart's desire, but there may be something else because we all have other problems too or have different issues. So I'm just going to say, let's, if all of you, on one of you in your group will at least pray for all the standards and all the prodigals to come home and get right with the Lord this, this Christmas. We all can pray in unity. Won't take long to say that, but we can pray in unity to our Lord, God Almighty, and who's standing at the right hand of God the Father, and he's hearing our prayers. So we want to pray and pray for God to knock down some big Jericho walls and soften some hardened hearts that are really hard, who says they never, never are coming back home. But God says, I am coming. I got them on their way. Remember, remember, remember the promises that you have received, the dreams, the visions, the, the signs by a passcode. That doesn't just happen. That is the power of the Holy Spirit moving and touching you and encouraging you. And I, if you haven't had it happen yet, then grow and continue to read the Word of God. The Word of God is your best friend, and it gives you all the answers and will speak to you there first usually, okay? That's what he did with me. I couldn't hear him. I said, write it on the wall because I can't hear you. But God says I'll speak to you, and he's going to speak to every one of you, every one of you. So let's stand up, turn around, or grab the two or three that are in your row, however you want to do it, but let's pray, and uh, it's going to be for about five minutes, and Tim will start the music, and we'll go on from there. are yours to use take my feet I will follow you fill my mouth give me words to pray break my heart with what brings you
Lord, I just praise you and thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for all these men and women. We're praying for all these men and women who are praying for miracles in their marriages. Lord, we lift up all the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west around the world who are praying for marriage restoration. Lord, we're praying for every husband and wife to have their hearts and lives transformed and touched and transformed that they could turn from Saul's into Paul's. Lord, we are asking that you would take all of the men and women who are the standers and that they will read the Gospels and they will turn their hearts and their lives. The men will love their wives as Christ loved the church. The women will submit to their husbands and respect them as unto the Lord. Father God, we may say there's nothing to love or nothing to submit to at this moment. But Lord, if we will walk in faith, if we will not give up, if we will just stand firm, and we will just love our spouses unconditionally, I just ask that you would just touch all these men and women who have become weary. But in due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Lord, I pray you would touch all the men and women that are not able to be here, that are able not even to see Periscope and possibly not even to hear us on the monthly meeting. And Lord, I just pray that you will have them see the availabilities of the resources that are on our website that they have not found and make, have them find them, have them find Stop Divorce Radio and be able to listen to the sermons and to the uh, CDs and the pastors preaching on the spiritual growth and on marriage restoration. Father God, we are asking you would touch our children, the ones who have grown up and become rebellious, adult children that have said, I'm an atheist, I'm not even going to believe. If this is your God, I don't even want mom or dad home. Forget it. You know, they've given up. And Lord, there's the little kids crying and going to bed and wanting mommy or daddy to come back home. Lord, it's hard to explain to children of any age why a husband or wife have chosen to give up on working on their marriage. And Lord, we're just going to pray for miracles each and every day. We're going to pray in unity around the world that we're just going to have multiple uh, breakthroughs around the world of hundreds and thousands of many big and small and large miracles. We're going to pray for the Jericho wall of silence and no communication and not even know where they are to be broken and severed and, and destroy that uh, wall of no communication this very night in the name of Jesus. We put the blood of Jesus over that wall of silence and say, Lord, you knock it down in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would knock down the wall where there is, they haven't seen or talked to each other for a, a more than a year. We ask that that wall of no communication and not hearing or talking or hearing their voice or seeing them, Father God, we ask that you would knock that side of the wall down right now, suddenly, in the name of Jesus. Cover it and remove it and say, we're knocking that wall down also. Lord, we are asking for the wall of that other person who they have been deceived and the other person that has fallen into adultery. We are asking that you would 
get them to find, go back home to their spouse and family they may have, or we're asking that you would knock down the wall that she's or he is not our spouse, his uh, wife or girlfriend or adulterous relationship, but they are they're living a sinful, unchrist lifestyle, and we're knocking that wall down and saying, remove them in the name of Jesus to get you the one that they that you have a plan for we pray for their salvation number one that they'd be saved sanctified and filled with the holy spirit and we have other men and women even contact the the stander and say i am sorry i'm re i've repent because i didn't know but god has spoken to me i've gotten saved and i realize what i've done and i'm leaving and i'm telling your husband or wife to go home lord we pray that wall of that other person or whatever is holding them back be knocked down tonight forever in the name of jesus and we are just asking for all the other issues all the finances and all the anger the unforgiveness that hatred that bitterness root of bitterness be gone and knocked down for whatever else is blocking your husband or wife or prodigal son or child to come home and may it be pride or finances be gone and knocked down forever in the name of Jesus by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ we're asking for victory father God that you will take the hearts and turn the heart and hearts to a heart of flesh and we're asking them that they will then show that you will show them the holiness of your great name to them and you're going to show them to and to others that nothing nothing is too hard you're going to change these men and women you would never expect and they are going to walk back into that church that they said they would never walk back into and they are going to say and all the neighbors and family and friends are going to know Ezekiel 36 36 and then nations and families and friends around them remain will know that I the Lord have rebuilt what was destroyed and I have replanted what was desolate I the Lord have spoken and I will do it and I will do it in my perfect timing and we must be obedient and endure and persevere and never give up and stand on the promises of God and standards we need to get serious about reading the word of God and praying and we are in a war and we must fight it with the word of God and we will win because God is victorious in Jesus name we pray amen Amen, amen, amen. There's victory in Jesus. Never forget it. There is victory in Jesus. And look over there and see all the men. To God be the glory. Okay, well, now we've got another one that's going to share. While everybody's getting a seat, let's listen to Keisha for just a couple of minutes. Father God, forgive me for being disobedient. <laughs> I just hear the Lord saying, don't you trust me? <laughs> God, I trust you. Amen. Um, I've been standing almost two years. Um, first of all, God has done a tremendous, tremendous work in me. I'm still amazed because I just give him the glory and the honor. I never thought I could even be this person, but oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. Um, back in October, God told me I was coming into a new season. This season was going to be smooth. Small things were going to turn into big things, keep my eyes on him, believe and have faith. I'm like, oh, yeah, another season. <laughs> and as 
time and days and weeks started to pass, God continually started to speak to me more and more. And now I'm at the point in my walk with God that I don't want to see signs. I only want it in the word. If it's not coming from the word, I don't want it. And I just, I, I feed off the word. I feed off it because I'm like, God, you got to speak to me. It's in your word. I know your word is true. You can give me buses. You can give me vans, but I need it in your word. <laughs> and he's been speaking to me mightily in his word. Um, God, I trust you. <laughs> My marriage is being restored. <laughs> it's happening in God's timing. But I see God's hand every day, every second, every minute, every hour. And the enemy tries to put everything in my face. And he tries to make me doubt and make me fear. But I'm in this point in my life, God, I only want what you want. I only desire what you want. If it's not you, remove it. I don't need it. I only want what you have for me because I know that it is perfect. And I just give God the glory and the honor for what he's doing in me. And I just remember last week going back into my journal from last year, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm like, God, my husband, he's always been this great man and this patient man. There's not much change to him. And then God had to say, no, it's you that has changed, and that's why he's coming. And God has done a tremendous change in me. I have been able to walk with people in their journey, and their marriages have been restored. And not one time have I said, God, what happened to me? People come to me at work, can you pray for me? Just give them a word of wisdom, a word of encouragement. I never seen this two years ago. God did not change my heart. He gave me a new heart, and he gets all the glory and the honor for what he's doing in my life. God bless you. Praise the Lord, Keisha. That is the secret. You know, we point all our fingers at our spouses, but we've got a lot. And, you know, I'm, I was Keisha. I said, Bob, it was all Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob was the problem. And the Lord said, no, 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 you know. And he started with me, and he had to change a lot. He, he did a whole new makeover on me. So it's going good to see you. I am so glad to see you. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Yaimara. This is actually, last year, December, was my first time coming. So it's been a year that I've been attending Rejoice. um, A year and a half since my separation. Um, But God has been good to me. Really, really, really good to me. Um, This Thanksgiving, my testimony is about Thanksgiving. Uh, My church goes out at 6 in the morning to see the sunrise. And we pray together. um, We sing and it's really, it's at the beach. It's really, really nice. And I was fortunate enough to be there with my husband and my daughter. Whoa. Through rain and horrible weather conditions. Right. He drove, because he lives up here in Broward now, and I live in Miami. So he drove at 5 o'clock in the morning. We got there, whatever. It was fine. Pouring rain. Um, but it was nice. You know, we were able to pray together as a family. Um, as soon as the pastor said amen, it poured. We literally ran. And it was like a little adventure. So it was a lot of fun. And then we went to church. Um, my husband is a musician, like on the side. And um, I always tell him, when you come to Christ, because he was born and raised Christian, now he's like, I think he's, you know, he says he is, but. Backslid yeah. in a little. Yeah. And then um, I told him, you're going to be on that stage again. And I, I see you there doing like the youth group or something. And he was like, are you crazy? And praise to God, after the, the whole um, 
service, he just got up on stage and started playing the, the congas with the band. And, and I was like, praise God. And my daughter was on the stage. It was just a nice moment for us as a, as a family. Wow. And, um, you know, it, it's a nice chemistry that we've had together. You know, we were taking pictures together as a family. It was great. Um, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, he wasn't there. Um, I was with my family, but for the first time, they asked me to lead in prayer. So I was like, wow, they actually, you know, would <laughs> have me do that. I thought that was really nice and honoring. Um, and after that, I was really attacked big time, like two Amen. days after. Amen. And I knew it was coming, but, and you think you're prepared? And I'm like, let's go, bring it on, I'm ready. And <laughs> man. Do you know you're gonna, that's gonna happen? Yeah. You get a blessing and. And then I knew it was coming. I'm like, come on, bring it on, I'm ready. But um, it aren't. really hurt me, you know. <laughs> my husband spent time with the other family that he has now and with my mother-in-law. And it really, really hurt me. And then he took it, he took them to a party, a house party. It was really hurtful. And um, I had it out with God. I had it out. I called my, I called Keisha. You know, she's there talking the word. Like, I always have to call Keisha. She's good. Um, and, um, and God just said, he gave me John 10. And he just said, you know what? You're still, like, even though I say I'm not looking at Nicholas, this is not about him. This is about what God is doing. This is about God. God reminded me, and he said, I am here. Uh, I turn, I let this blind person see. I, you know, I can do anything. Nicholas is nothing, you know, compared to what I can do. So God just reminded me, lifted up my faith, and, and I've just, I, I've, been, I've been walking with joy because it's so sad. Like, I don't want to be that gloomy person walking into my Thanksgiving dinner to my Christmas party. Like, I, you know what? I need to be joy. I'm going to decorate my, my house. And I'm going to say, God Amen. is God. I'm celebrating Christ. I'm celebrating Amen. his birth. I'm celebrating everything that he can do for me. Amen. So I, I just want you guys, let's just walk in light, man. Amen. Let's forget about Amen. all the hurt. Let's forget about all the pain. And let's praise his name. God is Amen. good. I love you. Ooh, wow. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Get her message. That was from the Lord. We are not to walk defeated. We are to walk and have the joy of the Lord to everybody. Because if we are praying for our spouses to come home in depression and oppression, you know what? We're not going to sell the Lord to anybody to want Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. We're not. So we have to notify. That's what the Lord, that's why our name is Rejoice. If you the ones that are new and don't know, I haven't read all everything, is because I had that face and looked at those circumstances and I just sobbed and cried. And, and finally the Lord said, you know, Philippians 4, read it. That's rejoice. I'll say it again, rejoice. I won't go through that because of my time pressure. But I want to tell you, we as believers and as Christians, we need to notify and praise the Lord this month more than any other month, even though we're going through circumstances. But we are celebrating Christmas, and they're decorating every all these buildings and places are and stores that are heathen are putting on Christmas music because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be praising the Lord and thanking the Lord and say, Lord, what can I do? We need to decorate outside in some way. Just even if you do something, a bush, 
do something and get, get some lights on and tell your kids we're celebrating because Jesus was born and we have salvation. But we have got to notify the enemy doesn't want us to do anything. He wants us not to decorate our house. He wants our husbands to, or spouses to pop in on us and see nothing up or even not even have any dinner ready for Christmas Day. We need to get ready for our spouses to come home at any moment, any time, and have the house ready for them. Or for you to have a suitcase, and when your spouse says, put a suitcase in your little car, God, thank you. Put your su a little suitcase in the trunk of your car, and if your spouse says, hey, come on over and spend the night, you're there. I want you ready. We are going to be ready at any time, at any day, to be obedient and say, I'll be right there. Or say, i got to go home. It's going to take me two hours to do this. No, it's not. You're going to be ready. I want you ready to have miracles happening. And that is all free before my teaching. But I am telling you, we have got to notify the Lord and notify everybody around us to celebrate. Because we're celebrating our Lord's birth, who came, God sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins, for us to have eternal life. And we have that, and we want everybody else to have it, including our spouses. And we must, we can praise the Lord, and we need to thank him. So let's do it right now. Oh, everybody stand up, oh, holy night.
Okay, what are the last words that we saw that you can remember? Restore, redeem. What was the last one? Save. Amen. Any others that you remember? Rain. Amen. You did good. I wasn't even going to help you because when they were so big, I thought maybe they can remember those. Anyway, that's why we're celebrating Christmas because those, uh, those are four powerful words that we need to do. I want you to believe for miracles through this Christmas, not only for yourself, for all the people in your neighborhood and where you work and everywhere else who we're praying for. I would like you all to take your Bibles or phones and turn to Luke 1, verse 8. Tonight, we're going to go through the Bible, and many of you have not heard any sermons on Christmas, and I always like to say I'm the first to be able to do it because we do it at the first of the month and not at the end of the month. So I'm blessed. I am blessed. Last night, I went and got in the car, and I remembered I needed to go get uh, a prescription at the drugstore, and I needed to go get gas as I was on E. And I thought, oh, I got to go do that. And it was already after 6, so you know what it was. It was dark. And I don't like to do that. But anyway, I did it anyway. And I said, Lord, you've got all the angels around me. So I went. And I thought, well, while, while I'm doing and getting there, I'm in the neighborhood, so I'll just drive up and down some of my streets and see some lights and see where, how they're decorating, because it's still early. Every weekend, you get to see more lights going up, and I knew we, I saw more lights up. So when I got down almost to the gas station, I go on a street that really is not plain, ordinary street with houses and everything, and I saw a neighbor, that, uh, a family that I was so tempted if I had time and I had somebody else with me because um, <laughs> I would have heard it from two of my sons uh, what did you do you went up and knocked at the door you know boldness I can do it common sense and you don't know what's on the other side so I decided I would just behave and be, be good but they had a sign that was this long, and, and it was huge, and it all decorated with lights. Believe, believe, and their house was all lit up with decorations, but they put this big word with four-foot pieces of wood that were made up saying, believe. Could you imagine what they were trying to tell everybody to believe about? Okay, good, good, good. You got the right word. I was worried there. There was a pause, and I thought, okay, that pause means there's a problem. We've been doing it for about an hour of music and things. I thought, we forgot the word. You know, okay, great. You, you passed. But anyway, believe. Can you believe that they were bold enough to say, believe? I thought, how awesome. 
how could they be so smart and I not even think of that? And write and put a big, and now I have a problem. We got to get the words and, and built and have it stored somewhere if I did it again. But it was, I could put it in one part of my yard. I could measure it and, and have the kids do it, not me. But, uh, or maybe hire somebody to do it. But anyway, I thought, wow, that could be awesome. I could be all white lights. You know, I'm giving you some hints. You haven't got your house decorated yet, so let's now be men. You guys could be creative. You can do white lights or red or black. I don't care, but that's believe. You may not want to say Jesus, but guess what? Everybody knows what you're saying. Everybody, everybody, no matter what faith they are, they knew what they said, and it was all decorated with their house. It was beautiful. And I said, oh, I could take that, and on my other side, I have a manger scene, a nativity set. And I thought, oh, my, believe and then have that. Okay, we are next year, if I don't get it done this year, that is what, wow, is that not awesome? How many could we could start selling, believe things that they're already made up, and we can have them in our yard? I am, I was sold. I mean, I thought to them, did you buy it or did you make it? I really believe they made it. But I am telling you, if you all see any beliefs that are like that, you better call the office and let me know because I will go get it because I'm ready. Because I thought that is the word. We, not mean, we must proclaim and we must believe. We must believe what the Lord has said to us. We must believe and stand and wait and believe that we know what the word says, just like these two beautiful women who obeyed the Holy Spirit. And they came up when they did not have an assignment to do it. And they came because of the Holy Spirit told them to do it. Is the Holy Spirit telling you to talk to somebody, give somebody some money, bless somebody, the spirit of kindness, you can, you can bless somebody in the grocery store and pay their bill of some, maybe a few things. You can see an older woman that is grabbing and counting their change, and you can pay that bill and bless somebody. You can bless somebody that's got an old truck behind you and bless them at McDonald's. I am saying to you, let's radiate the love of Jesus this month radiate it to other people. Do not keep this secret that Jesus Christ is the reason we're celebrating Christmas, but he arose and he defeated death and he defeated Satan, and we have eternal life, and we need to spread it, but we need to show love. Love. On the way here, I wasn't planning to use this word, but here's a freebie for you. I did not even get it from Tim because he wrote it down when I called him on the phone and said, write this down real quick because I got the word love and the Lord said, love. What is love? Love is what we need to show this month. The love of Jesus. But are you radiating? Are you radiating? The love of Jesus to your husband, your wife, and your children, and the ones that are really, the in-laws are really pushing your buttons. You know, you've got to find out because we are to love the unlovable. We are to love our spouses who are being very unlovable right now. 
My husband, oh, I didn't wear it. That's what I could have worn tonight. I didn't think I have a necklace to go with this outfit. And I had my gold necklace with the nugget of gold that my husband gave me for Christmas. And he gave it to me, and it was his wedding band smashed down in the gold. And it, it, but he did not know I was going to wear it as a necklace. And I was going to wear it at special times like this. But see, he always tells me to do it. And I miss him so anyway, I could have worn it tonight, but I didn't. But he, I got that for my Christmas gift. That's how I had my, oh, from the devil that Christmas morning. He says, he gave me a gift. And my kid says, look, Mom, Daddy gave you a gift. Now, bye-bye. I don't have kids that week and that weekend. And I was alone, so I went to a neighbor's house. Now, some of you have heard this, song, this story, and some of you don't even know a thing about what I'm talking about. Short version, because this isn't in Luke. And uh, <laughs> you got it. Uh, so anyway, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what could he have given me? And so I, they said, do you want to open up a gift? I had no gifts to open up at that person's house. So I said, sure, I'll open my gift. And then he had a little note inside, and he says, I wanted to just confirm to you I am never, never coming home again. And here is my wedding ring. And this was the little flat nugget, tiny little piece of his ring. And it, is, it was made into a design. It was beautiful. Not then, it wasn't beautiful. <laughs> okay, I have to admit, the Holy Spirit uh, did, had to work on me. You know, uh, anger, rage, oh. <laughs> I went into the bathroom screaming and crying, but ruined their Christmas. But, you know, uh, I guess that's what friends do. But, uh, you know, if you're really going to be a friend, you're going to be a friend in good and the bad, right? But I am saying to you, will you be prepared that no matter what, you're going to say, okay, this was pretty ugly, this was pretty bad, but you know what? God is greater. And L means love others. L means love. Love others of every person. I don't care if they are unbelievers. You need to love them. Then we need to obey. We need to owe. We need to obey the Lord. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit is going to tell you to walk up and speak to somebody else at your work. Or they look like they're really having a rough time. And they're going to say, you need to go talk to them and say, can I pray for you? Or can you tell me what I can pray for for you at home? Because you really look like you're going through a crisis. And you don't have to say how you're going to pray, what you're going to do. But just go to them in confidence and in quietness. And, and do where that they will really know that you care. And, and you will win a friend to the Lord by you caring and doing it quietly and subtly and saying, I care. I care. Obey the Holy Spirit. Obey the Lord. Obey the word of God. But we need obedience. That's why one of those CDs back there is obedience is so important. Our disobedience blocks our spouses coming home. Let me say that again. Our obedience, our disobedience blocks our spouses coming home. We need to obey the Lord in all things. In all things. Now, V... We need to walk in victory. We need to walk in victory today, yesterday, tomorrow, and next year. We need to not just say rejoice, but walk in victory and believe you're victorious. 
you have God, you're going to go in and take the promised land. Joshua, read Joshua and say, he's been given the promised land. But you've got to go fight the, the enemy to get your promised land. You have to go to the prayer closet and you have to fight the enemy. And it is done in the prayer closet. It's reading scriptures. It, I got teachings on it. But we have to fight. If you haven't seen the war rooms, you've got to buy the DVD and realize it is a spiritual battle that has to be won on your, in your prayer closet. Okay, last, E. Have you guessed what it might be? Endurance. You need to endure you need to endure forever till the day of the Lord comes and takes us home at our appointed time. You need to endure for everything, for all things. We need to endure because we are going to receive eternal life. And we've got that gift if we stay and we run the course and the race. So love, 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 love and show others this um, December, and then may you continue it on for the rest of next year. We can do a lot more in loving people than hating or having unforgiveness and anger to people. Okay. I'm, I'm going to skip a few things, and we're going straight to Luke chapter 1. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about Luke chapter 1 because I've lost several minutes about my believe sign, but my believe sign was important. So I, had, I was going to do it at the end, but I had to do it at the beginning because God told me to. All right. You needed it, right? Luke 1. I know many of you may have heard of Zachariah and Elizabeth, but many of you have not. So I'll give you a reading assignment. Go to Luke 1 tonight and read about John the Baptist because John the Baptist's father was Zechariah and he was a priest and he was allowed to go in and he had an assignment at a certain time. They did lots and pulled his name out that he was to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense and when he did, and then you can join me on verse 11, an angel appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar. And let me preface to say this. These are older people now, and Elizabeth has been barren and has had no children. And it was a disgrace at that time that God didn't bless you with the child. And, but, and he was a priest, so it was a double whammy. And so this angel appeared to, to Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. And I know that if I was to tell you the title of my teaching tonight, I would say to you that my teaching is a miracle, the miracles of Christmas. But if I was to have a book, you would have to have a subtitle. And my subtitle for this then would be, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Get rid of your fear. Because you know what? The enemy is the one that puts the fear on you. The enemy is the one that lies to us. So I want you to see that 
here Zachariah is in the Holy of Holies, and he's a priest, but he was startled by this, this angel. And he said, do, and the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. And this is the key word, verse 13. Your prayers has been heard. Your prayers been heard about your praying for umpteen years, umpteen, maybe 25, maybe 50. I didn't look it up today. I just want to tell you, he prayed and prayed till they were older. Just like Abraham and Sarah. And all of a sudden, he says, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is, and then he gives him instructions. Because you know what he's going to be? You know who, who that baby was? John the Baptist. I already sneaked it out to you already. But John the Baptist. Who was John the Baptist? But John the Baptist was going to go on in verse 17. He will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And they're disobedient to the wisdom of righteous. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah saw this glowing, beautiful angel and heard all what this child was going to do. And then Zechariah asked the angel this question. And I'm asking you this question. Where are you? Really? Where are you spiritually tonight? Are you believing? Or are you doubting with unbelief? You have a choice. And this month, you have a big choice. Because I believe God is going to do a lot of things around the world, and he wants us to proclaim and pray for many family members and lost loved ones, and strangers will never know that when we see them anywhere that we pray for their salvation. I don't know who they are, but Lord, I am praying for souls to be saved around the world because there's somebody's husband or wife that may or not know the Lord. And we can be used by the Lord mightily this month. And, and if what are we sowing? We're sowing seed for salvation of others. And guess what? When we sow seed of salvation for others, what do you think the Holy Spirit is going to do? I believe he is going to give you answers to prayer in his perfect timing for all the seeds that you have sown for however long. There is no formula. I do five things and then this happens. I do ten things and it doesn't work like that. You know, there's, everybody wants a formula. The formula is a relationship, a personal relationship, an intimate relationship, a relationship that you read the word, and in a relationship that you would turn off your phone in the car and don't text while you drive and, don't, and, and, and uh, tell them uh, uh, 
Sarah, please call Kayla and, and do all these things while you're driving. You, you know what? We're not supposed to be doing that. But the point is, we need to get serious that we would say, Lord, I'll just talk to you in the car. I'll just talk to you. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray in a closet or I'll pray in a room or pray in my bed or I'm going to pray in a special chair, but I am going to make more time to pray because I want to have a relationship with you. And I'm not going to keep asking you for all things, but I will pray, but I'm going to praise you also. And you can put music on. But Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure my husband or wife is coming home? Oh, that's not what he said. Sorry, I got off track. That was, that, I just couldn't help to say that first. Uh, Zachariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? How can I be sure of this? I've got this angel here. I'm in the Holy of Holies. And how can I be sure that you're going to do what, what you just said? And he said, I'm an old man. And my wife is well along in years. And I've been standing for blank, blank many months or blank, blank many years. And my spouse married the other person. In fact, they've had a baby. How many, my circumstances, how do I know you're going to do it? Because he's already told you. You didn't come to this class. Or you didn't open up the Bible and have God speak to you. I just see Sam in the back corner. She accepted the Lord at the beach in Pompano Beach when she came to us and she got here early and she accepted the Lord. Is that right, Sam? I don't want to be wrong. But she accepted the Lord not in our class, but alone in the car with the Lord. And she, she was the one who had to be transformed first. And I want you to, it doesn't matter how long we have to wait for any answer to prayer. There are, I am praying for people that I won't say now, because, but I, there are many people I am praying for salvation. I have prayed for 30 or 40 years. Does that mean that my loved ones are not going to come to know the Lord? No, it does not. You know, I read all of these books of, of historians or bibliographies, and you know what? There are people that die, and at their funeral, loved ones and family members and friends come to know the Lord. It doesn't matter. God's way is not our way. So I'm trying to say tonight, can, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man. I'm asking you, is that what you're saying to the Lord off and on every other week? Are you doubting off and on? We have got to bury the doubt and the fear. We have got to get rid of it. And we have to say, Lord, crucify and get rid of that sinful nature in me. Get rid of that fear and may you increase my fear faith, my hope, my trust in you, that I will not, when the gun gets shot at me, I'll cry out, I'll crumble, but I will pick up the Bible and be on the floor crumbling and quoting scriptures and say, Satan, you have to leave right now in the name of Jesus and that you will not be tormented, but you will walk in victory. 
because God has spoken to you. If he's spoken to you one time, if he's given you scriptures and done many times and given you a, any type of a sign, how many times do you have to have that to convince you that you must be faithful and you must walk a pure and holy life and have asked God to purify your heart like in Psalm 51 and create in you a pure heart like David after he had done all he did? The angel answered and says, I'm Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I and I have been sent to you to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you're going to be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. And because I, highlight, I highlighted and marked this in red with circles around all these words, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Oh, dear Stander. God, help all our standers around the world that they tonight will believe your words. They will repent for their lack of knowledge, for their lack of faith, and, and ask you to fill them up with faith, hope, and trust. Oh, Father God, may you speak to these dear standers tonight in ways that you have never spoken them before. May they go home tonight and pray and say, I don't think you've told me what I'm supposed to do. Well, how did you find us? How did you find about marriage restoration? Do you, God, read the word about just all about marriage, and it's going to tell you that it's permanent. You can use the escape clause for adultery, but God's best. I did that, but God spoke to me two, three months later and said, that doesn't get you off the handle. I want to restore your marriage. I, you didn't have to go that escape clause. God wants us to, to work on marriages and stand in the gap regardless if they're committing adultery and ask the Lord to touch and change them and bring them back home to be with their children and not have them go and live with second parents and third parents and, and step parents. God is a covenant-keeping God. Because he said, you did not believe my words which will come true at their proper time. Dear Stander, believe what the Holy Spirit and the Word has spoken to you. When you have a scripture leap up off the page, believe that is not by accident that your eyes went right to it and that was an answer to your prayers, to what you've been crying out. Believe it. I know it's hard. If there's anybody, Bob would be right up here saying, men, I know it's hard for you even worse than women. Bob said that to me all the time, so I'm going to say it again. Because I, I'm not a man, so I can't say that. But I know it's hard for the men to forgive their spouses. I know, and you guys may have been the ones that caused it. But you've had the Holy Spirit speak to you and change your hearts and your lives. And you know that there's transformation in your heart and life. Now you've got to pray for your spouse to forgive or whatever is blocking them to come home. And a lot of it is pure anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness. 
and, and some of them are going to church every week. And I'm saying, God, those are the ones that should be, we should have that restored suddenly. Hallelujah. Lord, what we need to do? We need to pray. We need to pray and keep praying more scriptures or whatever we need to do to that, Lord, what am I needing to pray against that is blocking it? Reveal it to me in the name of Jesus. Reveal it to every standard around the world what is blocking it. If we need to grow, if we need to get rid of idols, if we need to get things in our life right, Lord, show us. In the name of Jesus, amen. <coughs> Sorry, I'm screaming so much. I get excited. But here, he did not believe. Now, I believe that if you and I had a glowing angel come into our bedroom, would we all agree that we believe that we would all raise our hands and say we would believe what God has spoken to us? Okay, so I believe that God's going to speak to us different ways. So now you have to take whatever God has done and say, is that, now, is that really, did he really speak to me? Then ask him to speak to you again. God is a God of love. And if you have a doubt, he'll speak to you again. But don't ask for 150 times a week to, to ask him to confirm you're supposed to be praying. Because we need to walk in faith and victory. And we're to, to endure with love. And, and radiate the love and not be angry at our spouse and, or anybody else. I'll tell you right now, if you're angry and you're not loving toward your spouse and family and loved ones, that's sin. So that's blocking it. We need to get our hearts and lives right and get rid of all the sin and go to Galatians 5, 19 and read on. Crucify the sinful nature nature and go back to 16 and it says and it's passions and desires we got to get rid of everything and then we have to turn our hearts and life and loose on us the fruit of the holy spirit the love the joy the peace the patience the kindness the gentleness the faithfulness and the self-control maybe wrong but i just got out of whack i didn't but anyway, I am trying so hard to get you to understand we read this Bible and the Lord says, apply it to your heart. Apply it to today. Are you Zachariah or are you going to be a Mary? Because Zachariah wondered why they, the people looked at him and why he stayed in there so long. But when he came out, guess what? He couldn't talk. Can you imagine if God tried to get our attention like that? That would, you know, we'd probably have more people saved quicker if we would just do, uh, God would just do something more, a little bit more drastic, but Lord, I don't want it. Because I'm sure he'd hit me first, you know, because we are disobedient, you know. I cry over and over, forgive me of my disobedience. Forgive me of my doubt. Forgive me for not going to bed earlier. Forgive me. You know, I, I just, there are just bad habits I have because I am alone. 
Well, yeah, I don't have my husband to say, okay, honey, it's time to go to bed. You know, I've got even buttons on my telephone now tells me to go to bed. But, and I'm, I'm, this is a victory I'm going to accomplish by December 31st. Praise the Lord, because you're all going to pray for me. Because I need my rest. Because all the health store, all the health thing says you need your sleep. But anyway, that's a freebie. I'm not perfect. Either are you. So let's ask God to cleanse us from all of our impurities and create us a pure heart. Okay. Be, let's go to now the Lord about Mary and jump down to 26. Verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to a married... I'm sorry to a town in Galilee, to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings. Hi there. And you are highly favored. And I know what you're doing. I know what, Mary, you've been doing. And I'm so excited for you getting married. But let me turn us to this personally to you. I'm so proud of you all. I'm so proud of what you're doing. I know you're having a rough road, but I know it's a narrow road, and God will bless you abundantly for it. And I want you to pray for each other. That's why we have that prayer list there, to encourage each other and pray for each other. Put it in your Bible. But he said, Mary was pledged to be Mary. And back then, it was important that when they got pledged and betrothed, that was as if they were married. So that's, I'm saying that to ahead of time because this was, she was married in, in uh, their laws, in their ways. They were waiting for a year. And I'm not going into that story of teaching because I'm limited on time. Married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. She was a virgin, okay? The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. And there again, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. What one, two things could you write down on that pad of paper that's right in front of you that you need to pray to be gone? And what is the fear? Fear of the future? Fear of the unknown? fear of finances, health, fear of a non-covenant marriage. What are you fearing? Because we got to pray those to be gone this week. That's, that's our assignment. We need to get rid of the fear of what the enemy is giving you in your mind. Okay? Because remember 2 Timothy 1.7. Look that up later. But God has given us love, power, and a sound mind. Read that. Stand. There's 300, I heard our pastor yesterday say, there's 365 do not be afraid in the Bible. And so we need to say, I don't need to be afraid because I can look up all the 365 verses every day a week, one a day, and I do not have to be afraid. Does that make sense? Okay, so she said, he said, do not be afraid. 
He said, you have found favor. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will, be given, will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you with the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. There is your scripture for tonight. For with God, nothing is impossible with God. He says it. I am the Lord's servant. And that's how Mary answered. Now listen to how she received the same ex experience as Zechariah. But she answered in a different way. And I challenge you that we change our vocabulary, our answers, our reactions, our words. And it says... I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. May it be as you have said. May your will be done in my life. I'm willing to do that. I surrender to you what your God's will and way is for me. She could have said, but wait, 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 I'm getting married. I'm marrying Joseph. She could have given all a list of circumstances. She could have said, I don't believe you, like Zechariah did, I, because how, how can this happen? She didn't. She said, may it be so. Dear standers, if, they, if the Lord has spoken to you, May you stand on, may it be so, at your perfect timing. May you do what I need to do. Show me every day how I can minister your love to others. And may I radiate Jesus each and every day for however long I must do it. For however long. It, it, it's an assignment from God. It's a calling. It is an assignment that is not optional. I don't believe it's optional. I believe that goes in the disobedience when God speaks to us. And if I'm going to skip over, and then Mary went and goes and to visit her relative Elizabeth, and the when she did, uh, Elizabeth womb uh, jumped. The baby jumped. And, and I'm not going to read those scriptures, but I'm going to read scripture verse 45. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord had said to her or him will be accomplished. That is one of, the, one of the very first or second scriptures that the Lord gave me, and you all know it if you've been reading my material. Blessed, blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said. Blessed. You are going to be blessed and happy and living in better circumstances and following and living in God's will or against God's will and way. And so Mary sang a song. Baby uh, John the Baptist was born. And then we go to Matthew because we have a Joseph. And what is he going to say? All of a sudden, his virgin wife, who is its 
he has been faithful and not touched her, as all of a sudden is now um, pregnant. Let's read that. Go back to Matthew chapter 1, and I'm going to read it quickly. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. And I'm going to skip that part because his mother was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Confirmation again in another book of the Bible. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, and may we all pray for us to live a blameless, Christ-like, righteous life. We want to get rid of all unrighteousness crucify that sinful nature and live a Christ-like life. Strive for that more each day. And he said I, he was a righteous man and he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He worried about his wife who would be disgraced and be stoned to death if they found out she was pregnant. And so he had in mind to divorce her quietly because actually in the betrothal, you had to go through a divorce. And there's all of that. I'm not going to go into a deep study. But he said, after he'd considered this, an angel, another angel, God bless the angels, uh, the Lord appeared to him. But we've got the Holy Spirit now. So we've got more, okay? Do not, do not complain. Because when you got the Holy Spirit, he speaks 24 hours a day to you. And he's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. We are so blessed because of the Lord dying on the cross and leaving the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what was conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. There's the name, Jesus. What does Jesus mean? Jesus is, is meaning Savior, Emmanuel. Because, let me go on to the next sentence right there. Because he will save his people from their sins. His people. You know what? The world. He was sent to save the world. That includes your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your family, your friends. It's to save the world. We, he wants all to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And we read that. But let me jump down, and it says in verse 23, the virgin will be with the child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And that's what you've got to know. God is with us all the time. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took him home as his wife. And because, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, you know the story of the shepherds. You know the story of the wise men. And you know how the shepherds saw the angels and they went and they went there and, and worshiped him. Then the wise men saw the star and they went. You need to read all those chapters in the Bible this, this month. You need to read it maybe more than once. 
But I want you to know the Lord is saying to you right now, fear not. Do not be afraid tonight of what Christmas is going to be. Do not let the enemy torment you with another Christmas. Another Christmas. Do not say this is my first Christmas. Do not let the devil torment you. But, but may you say, Lord, I know you're with me. And I'm going to believe you're in control. And today, tomorrow, whether my spouse is home or not, you're right here with me and I'm going to stand and believe on the word of God. And we need to know that regardless, we can panic or we can turn to the Lord and say, I'm not going to be afraid. And we can tell the devil to leave us alone. And as soon as we say, Lord, remove him in the name of Jesus, the Lord's going to remove him. Is that not what it says in First Peter? And it says, you know, we have to know that there's fears at Christmas because of our children having to leave or because of our health or our finances or just because of not, not having enough faith, you think. We only need a mustard seed of faith. So we need to know that we need to take these and decide if we're going to be Zachariah or we're going to be Mary. Are we going to believe are we going to doubt God all the time and everything? We have to choose. And we have to remember Jesus Christ. I got this for my birthday. One of you gave me this for my birthday. Now may God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That's my prayer for you tonight. I want you to have joy of the Lord for Christmas. But I want you to have God's peace. And then in the middle it says believe. Is that funny? I thought when God showed me and showed me this today, I said, okay, I got gotcha. you. As you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit with God, all things are possible. And two scriptures, I won't read them because they're not on here. Romans 15, 13 and Matthew 19, 26. Hope. Will you have hope and know Jesus Christ has paid the price. He has wants your spouse home. He wants your spouse to turn from their wicked ways and stop sinning. And he wants you and have assignments. And he want, has a plan and a purpose for you today. And an assignment today. Who are you supposed to share about Jesus Christ? Who, what are you supposed to do today? You're not to be in depression and oppression. If you are, you know, go see a doctor. Because don't let the devil defeat you with that. We have to believe what God has spoken to us, what he has given us promises or visions or dreams or how many swift trucks or how many covenant trucks. We have to just say, I believe. I believe. And Lord, I thank you already every day. Thank him and praise him that he is working on the other side of that mountain to, be, to collapse, the Jericho wall to crumble. We prayed for that tonight. Now I'm asking you, will you be ready to walk out of here taking your little decoration and start decorating your house? Men, do something with your house. If you're in a house, an apartment, whatever, put lights or do something. Put a wreath on there. I want us to get bold, and I want us to proclaim that our Lord Jesus Christ 
died on the cross. He arose. He defeated Satan. He defeated death. And we have eternal life. But he wants us to choose whom we're going to serve each and every day. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What are you going to do? For Christmas, what are you going to do this next year? Don't give ultimatums to God. But let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just praise you and thank you. Thank you for the Christmas story. Thank you that the angels came and spoke to Zechariah and Mary and to Joseph. Thank you that the angels came and spoke to the shepherds. And thank you for the signs of the star and, and the wise men followed the star. And then they obeyed you and did not go back the wrong way. Lord, we just thank you that you use so many Bible stories, such powerful illustrations for us to be obedient. Lord God, I pray for us to love and to obey you and to have believe in the victory is coming in your perfect timing. And we will never stop praying. We'll never become weary, but we will turn up the heat in our prayer time. Turn up the heat in reading and talking to others. Take more people to church to get saved. Lord, I pray that we will endure with joy of the Lord, and we will not procrastinate. We will not delay by our own sins, not delay our marriage restoration because we stopped standing, and we have. There are many standers that have done it, and I talked to one recently, and she's back standing after many years. God blocked the doors for another relationship. And she has to said, I guess God wants me to stand forever. And I said, that's what he says. So, Lord, I just pray that we will not become weary because in due season we will reap our harvest. And God is faithful. And we are, our marriage is until death do us part. Oh, Lord God, touch the prodigals wherever they may be. And may you move their hearts and lives. And may you transform their heart and heart this very night. May you speak to them in very, very loudly screaming at them as you spoke to Bob very loudly to the point that he, you warned him he would die if he continued living in that sin. And Lord, I pray that you will just give them ultimatums and uh, speak to them strongly. But Lord, I pray you speak to us also. And ask us and tell us what we need to do to change our hearts and lives. And may we be obedient. And may we pr uh, pray for a blessed Christmas for all our standards and all their family members. And we pray for many hundreds and thousands of prodigals to come home and be transformed in their hearts. Even if they come home for Christmas, Father, just for the day, we will be praising you because we know you're in the process of transforming hearts and lives forever. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.